Welcome to Phoenix and Flame, pushing through and transforming even when you feel like a pile of ash. This podcast is not intended for use as psychotherapy. If you feel you are in crisis, please call 911 or contact your local crisis hotline. Welcome to Phoenix and Flame. I'm Dana, and this is my podcast on pushing through and transforming even when you feel like a pile of ash. If you are a returning listener, then I'm so glad to have you back again for another episode. If this is the first time you have tuned in, then I'm very glad you're here, and I hope you will hear something in this episode that will help you and might help some people that you know. You know, we all thought that all of this COVID craziness was going to be behind us. Um, I'm recording this episode in August of 2021, and, you know, we thought we'd finally made it through. I mean, 2020 was crazy town, was it not? I mean, we were all thrown into this pandemic, and we didn't know what was going on, and we were having to shelter in place, and then we kind of got past that, and then we were you know, socially distancing and wearing our masks and using our hand sanitizers and all these types of things. And that became a regular way of life. And then the vaccine came out and a lot of individuals went and got vaccinated and the numbers started going down significantly. And then the Delta strain comes along. I mean, Before the Delta strain made its appearance, we were so excited because the numbers had gone down so far that we were able to connect with each other again. We were able to get back into restaurants that had previously been closed for like months and months and months. The the sporting events had started back that had been totally called off for the year of 2020. And people were going to concerts, again, were not made available in the year of 2020. People are starting to go back on vacations. I mean, everyone was like, oh my gosh, so thrilled. Just to be able to reconnect, to see each other's whole face, to see people's beautiful smiles, and to be able to hug people. Because to be honest, you know, we kind of walked around for a while like, you know, everyone had cooties because we kind of didn't know who had cooties and who didn't. And we didn't know, did we have cooties? Were we giving somebody else cooties? I mean, what was going on? And then Delta strain comes along. And to be honest, I've heard there's rumors of more strains following the Delta strain. People are at their boiling points and their breaking points. And it's become very, very stressful. There's a lot going on you know, politically with people. There's fighting, not physically fighting most of the time, fortunately, but school systems. How hard is that, you know, to be in charge of a school system full of parents who have very differing viewpoints on how to best keep the children safe? Do the children go back to school? Do they stay remote? Do they wear masks? Do they not? You know, the younger ones can't even be vaccinated yet. And then you have some 
uh, parents that aren't comfortable with the vaccine in general. They feel like there hasn't been enough uh, data produced and not enough research done. They're uncomfortable putting something like that into their children. Some adults are uncomfortable putting the vaccine into their own bodies. And there's other people that would very much love to have the vaccine, but they already have some pre-existing medical issues that their physicians have advised them not to get the vaccine. And so then you have places like uh, airports and concerts and restaurants that are now beginning to require proof of vaccination before you can enter. And so, you know, now there's a black market for proofs of vaccination for people that have not been vaccinated because those individuals don't like being excluded from these things. You know, I, I can see so many different points of view, but I'll tell you one thing. Everyone is frustrated. I don't care where you are on the spectrum. People, like I said, they're at their boiling points, they're at their breaking points. Because when we were in 2020, all of this was new to all of us. And when it first started, like about March of 2020, we thought, oh, sure, this this will be over in a couple weeks, you know, month or whatever. We had no idea how long it was going to go on. And if we had, I think we would have probably flipped out. So I think the unknown kind of helped us through 2020, but all of it was so new and we were all kind of in the same boat for the most part. You did have some differences even then of people that were chafing against wearing masks. They didn't feel like it did anything and they didn't like being forced to wear a mask when they feel like there wasn't enough uh, support out there for it. And then you have people on the other end that feel like there was a lot of support for masks and They felt like it was irresponsible for people not to wear masks. And so you have all these individuals with all these different takes and all these different opinions on all of it. But now it's in some ways it's kind of worse because we had a moment where we had hope, where we thought, oh, this all this is behind us. This is awesome. We can throw our masks in the trash. We can go out, like I said, to restaurants and concerts and sporting events and hug each other and see each other's beautiful smiles. And then, uh, JK, just kidding. In comes the Delta strain. And then we feel like we've been just like sucked back into all of that all over again. And people are struggling. They're struggling with feeling depressed and anxious about all of this scary news stories and and uh, the hospital admissions and all this kind of thing. And people are also having suicidal thoughts as well. I mean, let's just be honest. That's one of the things that I, I want to make sure that my podcast is always is, is honest and not trying to sugarcoat things or making things sound palatable. No, because life sometimes is not palatable. It stinks sometimes. And I think The best way for us to deal with that is to be honest with it. And I'll take a brief break here in what I'm getting ready to say because I mentioned in my last episode, and I record these four at a time, so this is my second one that I'm recording today, uh, that I am going to be doing some interviews coming up. It appears, it's not like 100%, but it's like 95%, where I will be interviewing various guests who have been through really hard struggles. And I think more than likely, my uh, first focus is going to be uh, what it's like when a loved one has committed suicide. And so we need to face these things and address these things because your, 
your family, your friends, your coworkers, you know, they are going through these hard things. And so we need to talk about them and pull together and do it as a community instead of, you know, shunning away or being quiet because that makes people feel isolated. So part of the struggle that people have is the thought life. It's our thought life. Now, cognitive behavioral therapy, which I'm a big fan of, by the way, it's not the only thing that I do by any means, but it's, it's very good. There's a strong research base for cognitive behavioral therapy. Now, that line of thinking, that protocol would say that every struggle begins with our thought life, such as thoughts leading to feelings, which then lead to action. So I would like for you to imagine something for a moment. I would like for you to imagine that intrusive thoughts. Now, let me take a moment and say intrusive thoughts are those wonderful thoughts that keep intruding into your mind against your will. You don't want to be thinking these thoughts. You wish they would go away. And yet they keep coming back and intruding in your thoughts as you're trying to go about your day. They're really annoying. So I would like for you to imagine that these intrusive thoughts are sort of like an irritating neighbor who comes over and just keeps ringing your doorbell. Now, we're going to talk about boundaries for just a moment. I'm just kind of laughing. I really don't think I can get through one episode without making some reference to boundaries. And I haven't been called the boundaries queen in the past for no reason. But I, I just see them everywhere. There's boundaries are everywhere. So, and by the way, if you're new to Phoenix and Flame, uh, my first four episodes were just on boundaries. And so if you don't really know what I'm talking about, just go back and, and listen to the first four episodes. If we're back to the analogy of an irritating neighbor that's coming over and ringing your doorbell, isn't that irritating? Okay, so you can't really, short of calling the police, okay, you can't stop this neighbor from coming over and ringing your doorbell. The question becomes, what do you have control over? Okay, so if you just put yourself in your imagination and you're in your house, And here comes that neighbor. Here's the doorbell. Ugh. So what are your choices? Let's just run through a few that I'm sure you've thought of. You can ignore it. Just not go to the door at all. And they'll probably keep ringing and ringing and ringing. And then they eventually stop because nobody's answering the door. You could go to the door, open it, say yes with the look on your face that you have plastered on there for this irritating neighbor, yes, just staring. And let's say it's a he, it could be he, she, whatever, let's just say he. And he starts in with his blah, 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 blah. And you're just like, I'm not interested in that today. I hope you have a wonderful day. And you close the door and you walk back in your house. Now see, that was setting a boundary. That was not being particularly rude, but it was being direct. So for those people pleasers out there, you probably cringed a little bit at that example Um, (laughs) because the neighbor was not going to like it. 
the neighbor wants you to do what he wants you to do. Well, that's not your problem, okay? Not with boundaries. But setting boundaries does not require that you are obnoxious or hateful or anything of the such. It simply requires you to be direct, honest, and take care of your own stuff and not manage someone else's stuff. So if you listen to the neighbor and the neighbor starts into the same stuff that he always goes into, and you have every right to say, I'm not interested in that today. I hope you have a good day. And you close the door. And the neighbor's still standing there, by the way. You close the door. You have a right to do that. You've done nothing wrong. So another option, this is going to be much more appealing to the people pleasers out there. (laughs) Another option is you invite the neighbor in. Come inside here. Have a chair. Take the nice comfy one, you know, with a nice foot rest and head rest. And and by, by the way, while you're there, can I bring you some tea and cookies? Okay. And the neighbor ends up staying in your house, in your living room, drinking your tea and eating your cookies for hours, taking up all the time that you had for doing your other things that you needed to do. This is supremely annoying. But it's what someone who's a people pleaser and doesn't have good boundaries will do. And then build up a lot of resentment and and bitterness toward this neighbor. So think of this neighbor, like I said, as your intrusive thought. You cannot help an intrusive thought from being in your mind. It's going to be there. It's just going to pop in there without your permission. There it is. You can't help that. But that's okay. Your control is not in that. Your control is what you do next. Okay? Do you just push a thought out of your mind and focus on something else, divert your attention on something else, like somebody who just, you know, doesn't even answer the door and just goes on about their business, goes, does laundry or does the dishes or, you know, picks up the phone, makes a phone call to somebody else until that neighbor finally just goes back to his own house? Do you do that? You know, do you sit and think about the thought for a moment and then decide, no, this is not a healthy thought? And by the way, two questions that help you to make that decision. When I entertain this line of thinking, number one, is it helping the situation? Or number two, is it helping me to deal with a situation? If the answer to both of those questions is no and no, then the neighbor needs to go. You need to close the door. So going to the door and opening the door is kind of like entertaining the thought, well, okay, what's going on here? Do I need to think about this particular thought? And then you've decided, no, thinking about it is not helping the situation, and no, it's not helping me. So then you close the door, you turn around, and you get busy with something in your house. You don't stand there and stare at the door, you see. You have to turn your back on it and go fill your mind up with something else. Now, The third option is not a healthy one, where you allow the intrusive thought to just penetrate your mind and take over to where you can't even think about what you're supposed to be thinking about. If you're at work, you can't even focus on what you're supposed to be doing because your mind is full of the intrusive thoughts. If you're in a relationship or let's say you're out on a date or with friends, you can't even you can't even track the conversation that's going on because your mind has been hijacked by this irritating neighbor that you have 
on the comfy chair drinking tea and eating cookies. This is not a good choice. Okay? So when you think about these intrusive thoughts that come along when you're dealing with depression and with anxiety and with suicidal ideation, that particular analogy might help you kind of get an idea of how to respond. As I was kind of pondering about these choices that we have, like with an irritating neighbor, you know, what do you do? And we do have choices. A verse from the Bible came to my mind. It happens to be in Deuteronomy. It's chapter 30 and verse 19, if you happen to want to look it up. But the verse is this. This day I call the heavens and the earth as witnesses against you that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Now choose life so that you and your children may live and that you may love the Lord your God, listen to his voice and hold fast to him. I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Now choose life. Think about that a moment. Depression and anxiety would like us to believe that all we have is death and curses. I mean, to be honest, that's what depression feels like, truly. It just feels like death and curses are before us. But there are also life and blessings. So someone who is struggling with depression would say, oh, yeah, like what, Dana? Okay, all right, fair question. What about like babies being born or couples getting married? Or like when you see somebody do a random act of kindness, like when they get the little train going like through a drive through where somebody pays for the person's meal behind them and then that person pays for the person's meal behind them and it just goes on and on. It just, it's just wonderful. And by the way, you saw a lot of those types of things in 2020 where you had people that were, you know, locked in and couldn't get out. You had people reaching out to each other, bringing each other things, taking care of one another. Those are good things. Those are the blessings. That's life. What about something simple like hot cups of coffee or bubble baths or one of my personal favorites, massages? Mm. What about birthday celebrations? What about a blue summer sky? What about pizza or donuts or Swiss cake rolls? But okay, I digress. <laughs> Going down the wrong path. <laughs> and some of these things, like a blue summer sky, somebody would say, really, Dana, you know, I'm, I'm uber depressed here. And you're asking me to go out and look at the sky. Really? Okay, the thing of it is, mindfulness is what we're talking about. Slowing down, using your five senses, and recognizing what is around you. Standing still on your way somewhere outside. Looking up. Looking at the sky. Looking at the clouds. Feeling the breeze on your face. Smelling the smell of somebody close by maybe 
barbecuing or grilling out, or somebody has a fire pit going and you can smell it on the breeze. And as you continue to walk down the path, hearing your footsteps on the pavement or the cobblestones or the bricks, it takes a moment. Pull yourself into the moment. There are things that feel like blessings, things that are life, not death. But we do have a choice. The scripture says, choose life, which means that's up to us. That is an action. What will we focus on? What is our choice? I know it's not easy. I talk to people all the time who are struggling mightily with this. You might be one of them right now that you're struggling mightily, that you're just feeling like you're in in the depths of depression or in anxiety, which is fear-based. There is a choice. Now, sometimes there are negative things in our lives that we need to face, feel, and process. But that is so we can heal and not continue dwelling on the dark side. Sometimes we need medication to help us move out of the dark. One of the reasons why antidepressant medications work is because sometimes our levels of dopamine and serotonin get out of balance. Sometimes that's a genetic inheritance. And it just is what it is. In a way, like someone who has diabetes and their insulin levels aren't responding well. Okay? Sometimes medication is necessary to help someone. Now, another helpful strategy that we can use is practicing gratitude. Now, you might have heard the term, the attitude of gratitude. Now, I'm going to tell you something, just to be perfectly blunt and honest. When somebody first told me that, I kind of like chafed a little bit. Because when we're really depressed and we're angry and we're upset and someone tells us to buck up and be grateful, I'm just speaking for myself, but I just want to punch them in the mouth and then see how grateful they are. Now, no judging. (laughs) But there is truly something beneficial in choosing to focus on our blessings instead of our curses. There is actually a lot of research that backs the benefits of being grateful because we can get sucked into feeling like, oh my gosh, and it's kind of a mixture of depression and anxiety because the depression is just is the feeling just morose, sad, down, or really, to be honest, not feeling anything at all. Just kind of meh, just no feelings, not happy, not sad, just nothing, just like gray. That's what depression feels like to some people. And then anxiety tends to be a lot of what ifing with a lot of fear base behind it. What if this horrible thing happens? What if that horrible thing happens? What if this horrible thing happens? And so there are those things. And sometimes people have gone through things and they're going through things that are hard. Yes. But there's also 
something that you can focus on that's positive. I'll give you like one example and you can take it from here. For example, if let's say you're struggling with a lot of depression and anxiety, are you able to walk? When you open your eyes, can you see? Do your ears hear the voices of the people around you? Are you hooked up to a a chemo bag? Do you see what I'm saying? Everybody has their own stuff. Now, I want to pause here for a moment because it's very important that when we do this, when we practice gratitude, that we also validate our own experience because it's... Somebody said one time years ago, this particular person was griping, having a a gripe fest with somebody, and somebody responded to this individual and said, well, the man who had no shoes felt bad until he met the man who had no feet. Well, this individual that was having a gripe fest that day responded back and said, well, I feel sorry, and I'm sorry that that man doesn't have any shoes, but I still don't, or have any feet, but I still don't have any damn shoes. So... You know, there needs to be a balance where we do acknowledge that if we are going through something harsh, then pay attention to that. Just because someone else is struggling with something that we're not struggling with doesn't mean that our struggle isn't valid. It is. Our struggle is 100% valid, but we need to balance it out a little bit if we feel like we're being sucked into the undertow to acknowledge that Yeah, you know what, when I want to, I can stand up out of this chair and walk down the hallway when there's veterans out there that can't. And so it's acknowledging both sides, validating your experience, but then also acknowledging what you have in your life that's grateful. You need balance. You need both. You know, some other examples that may be helpful. Instead of griping about having to wash dishes, Focus on having had a good meal with people that you enjoy. Now, of course, if you've just finished a meal over a screaming match, (laughs) then be thankful that you were able to resist your urge to smash their face on the table. You see what I'm saying? There's always something to be grateful for. (laughs) Everywhere you look, there is something to be thankful for. I'm thankful that when I get into traffic, and for those that know me, this is a soapbox of mine, I'm thankful that when I finally get where I'm going, I haven't had a stroke. I have anger issues in traffic, (laughs) especially, no, I'm not going to start. If I start talking about this, I won't stop. I'll be going on and on about this. So I think I've said before, I actually have a blog on my website, phoenixinflame.com, on my feelings about traffic. It's just, it's just crazy. But as we continue to face our world, which is full of life and death, blessings and curses, try to be more mindful of your choices, where your choices are taking you. Choose life. If you have benefited from anything in this episode at all, then I'm so glad. 
and I would strongly encourage you to tell other people about my podcast. Put it on your social media platforms. You can also go to my website, like I said a few minutes ago, phoenixandflame.com. If you want to leave me any uh, messages, if you have any particular topics that you would like to hear me talk about, and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. And this is Dana on Phoenix and Flame.